This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 112, Failing Forward. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Is unstoppable. So happy, as always, to have you for another episode of the show. Today, we're talking about failing forward. So if you are like me, and even the word failure can make you hyperventilate, this episode is for you. <laughs> because I've done a crap ton of work in my mindset about changing my thoughts with failure. Because failure is defined in the dictionary as lack of success. And I don't know about you, but I want to create a very successful life. And so when I hear a lack of success, I kind of like (gasps) takes my breath away of, oh my gosh, are you saying I'm not successful? My brain goes into these black and white thinking of like, I'm not a success because I failed. And I just kind of spin in that for a while. And so again, I've had to do a lot of work around this and it doesn't help that our school system looks at failure as a very, very bad thing. I know in my household growing up, if I even made a B on something, so it wasn't even near failing, just a B, I got in trouble. So think about if I failed, holy moly, it would have been a huge deal. And I actually did fail once. I failed a class in college. You could pass fail. It was anthropology 101 and I hated it. I don't know why I took it. It was an elective. I thought I might like it, but I got in there. I didn't like it. And I couldn't drop the class. It was like past the you know deadline. And I thought, well, I'm just going to take this class pass fail. And I'm going to show up as little as possible and do as little as possible because I hated it so much. And I did so little that I made a D in the class, which was considered an F when you took it pass fail. And so I had to go home to my parents. I think it was like 19 or 20 at the time. They were paying for college and tell them that I failed. Whew, it was rough, let me tell you. So all these brain wires were formed in my brain to make failure a very, very bad thing. But then in time, I became an entrepreneur. And if you're an entrepreneur, you may know this. You have to get very comfortable with failure because you fail a lot, a lot. You do a lot of things. I always say you're like, you know, trying to get spaghetti to stick on the wall. And sometimes things don't stick and you don't get the results that you want. And it can be defined in your brain as failure because you did not get the success that you wanted from whatever you did, whatever actions you took. And so your brain can spend in that failure. I actually caught myself in this recently. I had a client who told me she wasn't happy with her results. And it's the first time I've had a client do this in seven years. So to my brain, it was this like, 
big siren going off in my head of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, a client's not happy. We've never done this before. What do we do? And I got on a coaching session and I'm like, I'm having some anxiety around this of her not being happy. Now I know logically these are her thoughts and these things and all of the stuff, but emotionally my brain is freaking me F out. And so as I was getting coached, it went back to the primary thought I was having deep down about this client saying that she wasn't happy was that I failed. And so me just pulling that thought again, brought the depth of the amount of anxiety that I had around failure again. And it got me thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, here it is again, this failure thing and this anxiety that it creates in me. And two, I worked a lot with clients on this. I just had a client who emailed me a list of beliefs that were pulling currently in her mind. And one of her beliefs is failure equals humiliation. And so to her brain, if she goes out and fails, it's going to be this horrible, horrible, humiliating thing. And she has had, you know, what she would define as failures in her past. She's had a marriage that's ended. She's had a relationship that didn't go as she wanted. And, you know, a variety of different things, right? And so her brain is wrapped around this thing of failure as being very, very bad. And so it's allowed her now to get into this space where she's just kind of numbed out. She's not really taking risks anymore. And she's living in some fear and anxiety because to her brain, failure is such a bad thing. And so, again, I wanted to create this episode because we've got to change our mindset with failure. Otherwise, we just, like I said, we get really numb. We don't put ourselves out there. We just live in this anxious state. We don't take as many risks. And life just doesn't really create more success for us because we've got to go out there and fail in order to create massive success. You know, you think about different inventors. You know, Thomas Edison is the first one that comes to mind. And he had something like 100 different inventions, if I'm remembering this correctly. And yet only a few of them took off, you know? And what if he would have just been like, oh man, I'm such a failure. I failed at another one. And he didn't keep going to invent things like the light bulb, right? He had to keep failing in order to have a massive success, which was the light bulb. And I know he's had other inventions, but that's the one that comes to mind. You know, if I go back to entrepreneurship, right? So many entrepreneurs will tell you as you hear their story of, oh yeah, we did this, 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 this. And then finally, this one product or this one service or the way that I worded this one thing, it finally took off. You know, I see this with my business all the time is, you know, we run ads for different things or we put up different posts and we'll get crickets. Like nobody will sign up for anything or take any action that I wanted. And my brain could easily be like, wow, Lindsay, what a fail. You're a failure. You failed at this thing and want to just, you know, stay in the misery of that. But I've had to do the work to be around, okay, this is just information that now I need to move forward with. And that's where I want to start with this episode is if we look at the definition of failure, again, as lack of success, so that's what it says in the dictionary. It's a lack of success. And it also defines it as the omission of expected or required action, right? So you're not taking action. So when I hear that definition, I think, okay, this is somebody who's just sitting on their couch, eating Cheetos all day, watching Netflix and not going after their goals and dreams. 
And what's so frustrating with that is many of us are not doing that. And yet we still fail, right? And it's like, man, this shouldn't happen. I'm taking action. I should be getting the result that I want. And so what I've had to redefine failure is failure is just data. I'm going to say that again. Failure is just data. Failure is not the result. It's just information. It's just data. And so my definition of failure that I have defined it as is data that isn't what was expected. Okay. So if we go back to a post example, I put a post out there and I say, hey, sign up for my free four-day Accomplish Your Dreams training. Here's what you're going to get. Here's the results you're going to create. And nobody signs up. I could be like, wow, that post means that I suck as a coach, that people don't want what I have to offer. My offer is shitty. Like I could go into all those thoughts, right? Because in essence, if we look at the old definition, lack of success, my brain could say, okay, if it's a lack of success, this is what it means about you and what it means about other people. But instead, if I look at it from the definition of it's just data that isn't what's expected, so if that post, I expect, you know, I'll get a couple of signups off of it at least, and I get nothing, I'm like, okay, what needs to change here? Maybe it was the time that I posted. What's the algorithm on it? How many people saw it? Okay, so only 50 people saw it. Okay, maybe I need to post at a different time. And I'll take action from that place and post at a different time. So maybe I post the same thing again at a different time, and 500 people see it, and still nobody takes action. I'm like, okay, so now it's not an eyeball thing. Now it's maybe a wording thing. So maybe I change the wording up and try again. Maybe I still don't get the results I want. Okay, maybe it's an image thing. I try that, right? And so you just got to keep showing up and keep going after whatever result you're wanting. Again, for that example, it would be signups to my free offer and just keep going and keep going and keep going until you get the result that you want, okay? So this is what failing forward is, my friends is just taking the result that you get and looking at it as data instead of defining it as lack of success in that very black and white big way your brain likes to naturally define it and it seems like the world likes to naturally define it. And instead look at it as, okay, it's just data. It's not what I expected. How can I take this quote unquote fail and now turn it into getting what I want, right? So it's a very, very simple shift and you may miss it. You may be like, Lindsay, that's too simple. I just, I I need more information. And our brain loves to spin in. Give me more, give me more information. But truly, if you just make that shift in your brain of viewing failure as a lack of success and a very, very bad thing to it's just data that isn't what's expected and looking at it from a very neutral perspective, it's gonna open up so many doors for you. Okay. I even have a thought in there many times of failure is just part of the game of success. And that thought added into the other thought of failure is just data has allowed me to expand in so many ways. Okay. Before, if I would fail at something and not get what I wanted, I would just be like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, you know, you're bad and you know, you have the wrong audience. And I would change up all of these things in my business because of that. And It was way too much and it would slow me down so much. And it wasn't until I changed my perspective about mm, a year or two ago with failure. That's when I started to create a lot more success in my business. 
because I just didn't view failure the same way. This is so important for all of us, especially entrepreneurs, okay? Because as I said, entrepreneurs fail a lot. There's many times you're going to reach out to somebody for a sale and they're not going to buy. And you could view that as a lack of success. I didn't get the sale. It didn't happen. Or, oh, okay. It's just not what I expected. I probably thought that this person would buy. He or she didn't. All right. Now, now I know. Moving on to the next one. What do I need to do differently? You know, we do this in the coaching um, process of consults that I've learned from Stacey Bayman. I mention her often, but she has after a coach as a consult to sit down and you write what went well, what didn't go well, what will you do differently next time? And um, it's so eye-opening because, you know, even if you do get the sell, then it's okay, what went really well? Let me, you know, quadruple down on that because it works, right? And if it didn't go well, it's like, okay, what do I need to do differently next time? And I've taken this and I've, I've implemented it with my clients and every month they sit down and they do a decode process with their goals. And so they answer some questions. And part of those questions is what went well towards your goals, what didn't go well and what needs to go differently next month. And this is allowing them to see of, okay, again, failure is just data if I have failed, right? So maybe they said, okay, for this month, I'm going to make 10K in my business. And they didn't. All right. So that's just data. What needs to go differently next month for you to, you know, make another attempt at hitting that goal? Now, let me give you some other examples beyond entrepreneurship. You know, I have some clients who are expanding in their career. And so they're applying for jobs and wanting to make more money and things of that sort. And so every month that they don't hit that goal, again, they need to analyze what went well, what didn't go well, what needs to be different. And then on the what didn't go well, you know, really looking at that stuff, not avoiding it. The brain loves to avoid looking at uncomfortable things. And that's why I have them look at it. Look at the stuff. What did not go well? Maybe they didn't show up and apply. Maybe they went on an interview and they weren't in the right headspace. And so then they didn't get called back. Maybe they're not quite clear on what it is that they want, and that's not allowing them to bring forth the, the jobs that they want. Maybe they have some really crappy beliefs about the world. I have encountered this a lot in the past year. People coming to me, and they're like, well, Lindsay, the job market with COVID, 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 COVID. I'm like, stop. Yeah, maybe statistically, on paper, it may be a quote-unquote harder job market, but all of my clients that I've worked with, and I say that confidently. All of my clients who have wanted job growth this past year have gotten it and more. You know, it's so funny because I have really been thinking about special things I want to do for my clients when they have, you know, a positive celebration things happen in their life. And something I explored was sending them flowers. I think as a woman, we just love getting flowers, don't we? Like when these moments happen, I've been talking to clients about this too. It's just like this I don't know. It's this thing. I don't know if it's like because I'm a dancer and we would get flowers after shows, but I hear it from other clients who weren't dancers. So I don't know what the psychology is with that. But I thought about, okay, what if I send flowers to clients when they have these life moments? And I sat down and I looked at my client list, which I have about, I think around 30 clients right now, active clients. And I would be sending flowers to 20 of them right now because they have job growth. Maybe they've gotten a new position. They're making more money or they have personal growth of things like engagements and babies and, you know, so many other things, right? And I'm like, holy crap, I'd be sending flowers all the time. 
this would be a very expensive thing for me as much as I want to do it. I just don't think it's financially feasible. And so I just want to challenge you again, if you're having thoughts of like the job market's shitty, or I hear from clients sometimes of like, Lindsay, maybe I'm too old to have a baby or find my ideal person because I'm older. Like those thoughts, my friend, are what is attributing to your quote unquote fail of not having the goal that you want. Because these thoughts are not helping you. If you think you're not going to be able to find your ideal mate and you have that thought in your mind, that's what you're going to take action from. I'm working on a client with this right now, pushing through this. And some months she does not put herself out there at all. She does not show up on the dating app. She does not go on dates with people that she feels could be a right fit. And if she does go on a date, maybe she shows up in a really funky way. And so when she's analyzing her month, it goes back to this thought that she just has that we have to keep working through for her to heal it and to shift her perspective so that she can believe that the potential person is out there. And so we're having to do some work to heal some past pain for her to really shift that thought. And so it's so important, my friends, that you are looking at your quote unquote fails. Because again, if we're looking at the definition of fail as just data that isn't what expected, you have to look at the data. You have to face it of, okay, I've applied for 50 jobs and I haven't gotten a call back for a single one. Why is that? And having the tools to look at what that is. So most times it goes back to some sort of crappy thought or thoughts that you are having that's creating that result for you. So I'll give you an example of a client I worked with last summer about this. She was applying, 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 applying for jobs. It was right when COVID hit too. And she started bringing those thoughts of like, oh, now with COVID, I'm not sure. We were able to easily shift those and get her to a place where she's like, okay, you know, I will find the right job for me. But then these thoughts started coming up of, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. And so we spent a whole session on examining those thoughts, doing some work to shift those thoughts to look at that she's more than qualified for the right positions. And boom, two weeks later, she had the job offer that she wanted. And it was like, she just had this funky energy when she was going out there in the world of, oh, I'm not qualified. And so she was, you know, applying for jobs that she probably wasn't a good fit for her and all the things, you know, when we have those kind of beliefs, we're taking action from that place. And so I know as in my business, as a coach, when I'm not getting the results I want, I'm looking at my thoughts. That's the core of what is causing my quote unquote fail. And so like recently we ran an ad campaign for my free accomplish your dreams training. And, um, it's just was not converting. It was not converting. And I finally looked, you know, deeper down of, okay, what is going on in my thoughts here for this not to convert? And my thoughts were things like, I don't really care to promote this. I don't really want to work with the person who is promoting this. It's not a good fit right now. Um, you know, I it, it just I just had all these thoughts about the training and doing it right now. And that was why I was kind of half-assing it and not getting, you know, even though I wanted results from it, right? But I just had these thoughts of like, eh, I don't know. I don't really want to do this. I'm doing the same thing with social media right now. I'm really pumping up social media and I've hired an agency to help me. And as they're challenging me to do all of these new things on social, I feel a lot of resistance to it. And I've had to look at, okay, what are my thoughts here? 
And my thoughts are things like, I hate social media. I think it's sleazy. I don't think it works. It's a waste of time. I'm like, whoa, it's no wonder, Lindsay, you're not getting the result that you want of getting a constant stream of clients from social because you have these thoughts. And so you're showing up on social in a way that is like, eh, who cares, right? And so I have to analyze that to say, okay, the result that I want is I want a steady stream of clients from social. What do I need to think in order to take action from that place and get the result I want? Okay, this goes back to the model tool I teach very often here on the show. And if you don't know what the model is, I will link in the show notes an episode where I break it down piece by piece. And there's even a video for me to for you to watch me do it. It's the solve any problem episode of like, you really need to look at how your thoughts create your feelings, then your feelings drive your actions and your actions create your results. Okay. But this is failing forward, my friends, is then too, once you have the data of, oh, this ad campaign didn't give me what I wanted, or I didn't get the guy that I wanted this month, or the job that I wanted this month, or I didn't lose the weight I wanted this month, or I didn't, you know, decrease my anxiety like I wanted this month, or whatever your goal is, I'm just giving you examples. At the end of that month, you don't get what you want. You then have to decide, okay, what am I going to make this mean? And really, it's just data. Okay, so like if I go back to the example I gave many, many minutes ago of a client who recently told me she's not happy with her results and my brain went to, oh my gosh, I'm a failure, meaning I'm a failure as a coach. Then as I found that, I was like, whoa, Lindsay, that's not true. I was able to start to find reasons to, to, in essence, calm my brain down and be like, here are the reasons why you're a great coach, especially for this person. And then start to see, okay, this is just data. Maybe this type of client is not somebody that I want to work with in the future. Or maybe I just need more work in understanding this client and her mindset because I'm starting to see some patterns here with certain clients who have certain, um, I'll just be frank, certain Enneagram numbers. They're, They're just like, we're not meshing as well. And I think I mentioned this on the Enneagram episode, but we're just not like clicking, right? And so I've decided I make it neat. It's like, Lindsay, you need to learn more about this Enneagram member. You need to understand what is going on here because there's a pattern now. And so I'm taking that data of, okay, how am I going to make this different? How am I going to change the results so that I can continue to have a hundred percent success rate and satisfaction rate? And just FYI for you, that client has come around and she's like, What's so funny is I that week I was really spinning in my thoughts that I wasn't happy and I ended up going back and using the tools you taught me. And I was able to see that that was a thought and it wasn't serving me. And in essence, it allowed her to have even more belief in the process and the tools and how it's working, which is so crazy cool. But regardless, I am i don't want those moments with clients. And I'm seeing of like, okay, this moment that, you know, my brain viewed as a quote unquote fail of how can I use this to fail forward? How can I use this to get better next time? It goes back to one of my favorite books. It's called Mindset by Carol Dweck. I read it many, many years ago. And it talks about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And fixed mindset is like, hey, basically I'm as good as what you get right now. And whatever I can do right now is just kind of it kind of thing. Um, And a growth mindset is saying, I can grow. I can change. I can make things better. I can, you know, evolve and and get better kind of stuff. I know it seems like why wouldn't everybody be in growth mindsets? <laughs> and hopefully you are because you're listening to something like personal development. 
But I know in the past, I was definitely in a fixed mindset. And I really believe that my um, outer world growing up was very fixed. If I even look at my parents with grades, they were very black and white about things of like, A is good. Really even it was like 100 is good. And anything below 100, not good. And it felt like for a while there, there was this fixed mindset with some things of, oh, well, Lindsay, you're not good at this. Oh, well, Lindsay, you're not good at that. And I just started to feed into that and to think, oh, okay, well, these are just, you know, the things that I'm good at and not good at. And I do think there is some healthy balance with that of really focusing on your strengths and going all in with that and kind of leaving the things you're not good at to at bay. But also with that of like, even if you just focus on what you're good at, you're still looking at making those things that are good and making them better and better and better and better. Okay. And not in a way too of like, I'm not good enough, but just like, I want to improve. I want to get better. I want to feel forward. I want to take the data and, and, and change it in a way so I can get the result I want. This also goes back to me talking about in another episode. And I talk about this in my coaching process of going all in. And when you decide that you want a certain goal, okay, I do this a lot with clients and I've done this a lot with clients with when they're changing their career, they'll tell me what their hell yes offer is. They'll say, Lindsay, I want to make this amount of money. I want to, you know, have this kind of flexibility. I want to be doing this in my job. I want to work with these kind of people. They'll tell me all the things and then they get an offer. That's not their hell yes offer. And some of them want to take it. And I'll say, you can take this offer. You can do whatever you want. Like you're a free being, right? But I just want to challenge you that it's, that you can get your hell yes offer too. I actually did this with a client about a month ago. She was really scared to let this one offer go. And she did. And a couple of weeks later, she got her hell yes offer. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I waited. It's not just my hell yes offer. It's even more than my hell yes offer. And she was willing to take the data of, okay, this is an offer, but it's not my hell yes. And to say, okay, what needs to change in me? What do I need to do to get my hell yes offer? And she went all in on that and stayed committed to that so that she could get what she wanted. Because here's what happens, my friend, many times too. This is kind of a side tangent. But a lot of times we settle, right? We think, oh, okay, like the offer idea. Oh, this is good enough. Or we settle with different other things in our life. And then you know what happens? We get in there and we get resentful. And we think, oh, if I could have, just should have, would have, oh, I wish I would have held out. And then what? And then we, you know, stay in that cycle again of just being moderately happy, if we even want to call it that, moderately fulfilled. When we knew deep down of what it was that we wanted, why didn't we go after it? You know, I know for me, when I look back on my life, I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to say, man, if only, if only I would have played a bigger game, if only I would have told people that I love them, if only I would have gone all into my business and like, you know, really put myself out there so I could help as many women as possible. I don't want to have those kind of fails where I fail in advance. I want to have fails where it's like, oh, I put myself out there and maybe I told somebody I love them and they didn't tell me that back, but at least I put it out there, right? Or at least I put a million gazillion offers out there And I just kept telling people, hey, I'm a life coach. Here's what I do. And I just keep saying it over and over again. And I don't feel like I missed an opportunity to help somebody that I was the right person to help. I put it all out there. And yes, I'm going to have fails along the way because there's people that are going to say no to me. That's just part of the game. In fact, most people that I meet are going to say no to me. 
that's just the way it works for the most part. I mean, I would love for everyone to say yes to me, but statistically, only about a small percentage of people that I meet are going to say yes to me. And so I've got to keep putting myself out there and failing and taking that information and using it to fail forward and go into the next thing and go into the next thing and cleaning up my mind along the way. Okay. So I just want to go back to where we started this whole episode with changing that basic definition of failure as lack of success to it's just data that I didn't expect or that I just didn't want at this point. It's not what I'm wanting. That shift alone, if that's the only thing that you take from this episode, will be huge for you. Okay. And I offered that bonus thought of you viewing failure as just part of the game of growth and success. That's a thought that's really helped me. But regardless, I want you to just analyze what your thoughts are about failure and see if you can start to shift those. See if you can take your brain and say, whoo, all right, we're not going to think that about failure. Let's start to intentionally think this other thing about failure. And then from there, every month, spending some time of looking at your goals and say, what went well, what didn't go well, what needs to go differently and what didn't go well, use that to, to then decide what needs to go differently so that you can continue to move forward until you hit that goal. Okay. And you have your success. All right. Now for some people, they need deeper dealing work. Did I say that right? Deeper healing work. (laughs) It felt like it came out funky. They need deeper healing work on failure. It's not as easy for them to just shift their mindset of failure is horrible and bad and, and humiliating and all the things to, okay, failure is neutral because they've had experiences in their past that were in essence trauma. Okay. And if you've heard my understanding trauma episode, this goes beyond just like your life being threatened. It's anytime you felt really unsafe. You felt like you had to dim your light. So like in a breakup, that's a trauma for a lot of people. And for a lot of people, a breakup is viewed as a fail. And so we've had to go in there, we meaning my client and me, and heal that stuff. And so just know if that's you and you feel like you need deeper healing work here, it's totally okay. And that's totally normal. And that's something we do in coaching. So look at that as a possibility for you. Okay. But otherwise, if you feel like you could shift it, great. Move forward. Failure's just data. Go rock it. Fail forward, my friend, it's going to create so much momentum for you. It has for me and my business. It has been so huge. Just that one thought shift. Okay. All right, my friends, thank you for tuning into this episode and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're gonna accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call 
Just go to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.